When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. everyone, and welcome to the MCU Lorecast. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. And today, we're talking about love. And who better to cover love than the two girls? Indeed, we are joined by the two girls, one ship, one Genesis and Vervada. Hi, I'm Genesis. uh, And as usual, if you're looking for a spoiler-free zone, sorry, lovelies, but you are in the wrong place. The live spoiler warning. Perfect. Hi, I'm Ravada, the other girl. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We're happy you were able to make the time for us to come on. So, But I know we've got a very busy schedule with all of you. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into that. I know this one's been killing Shanko. So I figured she'll let, she'll start us off here. Yes. So, of course, romance has made its way through the Marvel films, typically as a subplot. And one of those subplots I felt like they started setting up and then just didn't give us was Romanoff and Rogers during Captain America the Winter Soldier. What do you think about that fake-out romance? And I'll hold my feelings until I hear what you have to say. Okay, so I actually went back and watched uh, Winter Soldier today because I think it's one of the ones that I only watched like maybe once or twice when it came out and I wanted to refresh myself on this because I absolutely love the relationship between the Black Widow and Captain America between Natasha and Steve I love their relationship because it is the best type of platonic friendship and I love it like they banter with each other they poke fun the whole movie Nat's like you know, you should try this girl in this department. Or what about that chick over there? And he's just like, let's save the world and then you can get me a girlfriend. And I was like, this is something that I really, really like. And I really like to see it. Did I, I never felt like a fake out to me at any point where, you know, like, oh, will they, won't they? 
or trying to push it into that oh we're trying to establish them as they're going to be a romantic interest together i think that they were trying to establish that they are going to be awesome friends and then maybe it went a little too far especially the whole tension after the am i your first kiss after 40 years i felt like that line to me was just like something that i would say it was something it very much fit into the bickery bantery you know what a weird thing just happened it was required for the job we move on we move past it but we can still poke fun of it so i liked it Nervada, what about you what are are your thoughts on that okay this is why i said before we started recording that i'm not like the biggest marvel person because when jen sent me the list of questions today i was i looked at them i'm like um (laughs) those are extremely specific and i haven't seen all of the avengers movies so like my one thing that i love romance wise in marvel is in the show agent carter actually so like i don't really have an opinion on captain america and black widow like having flirty whatever because to me it's like they're two very attractive people they're gonna have a little bit of tension even if they're not romantically involved just because it's just gonna happen they're working very closely together that's normal i don't know um about that but i love Anna and Edwin Jarvis's marriage. That was just my only favorite thing that I want to bring up is that that's my favorite couple in all of Marvel that I've seen. Like I said, I haven't seen all of the side shows or movies. I haven't seen an Avengers. I haven't seen like the latest couple <laughs> Avengers movies, <laughs> but I was obsessed with Agent Carter, like the character and the show. I was very bummed when they canceled it. Mm. So yeah, I also just don't like the thought. I mean, he can't wait forever, but I just loved him and Peggy captain america and peggy together they were so cute it makes me sad they can't be together right uh, i know i will... just derailed the whole thing i'm no, sorry no. it's fine uh we will definitely touch more on it in the other questions uh we've got set up uh we'll come we will definitely have to come back to that uh because we've already given the spoiler warning so we'll talk we'll talk about that later okay shanko i i i feel like you've been like simmering or something to say I have feelings about this topic is like saying, it's like when I say that you have feelings about Wolverine, uh, maybe not as uh, over such a long period of time. And I definitely don't have as much content to, to dig into as far as movies go. But one of the things that I really appreciated about the chemistry we saw between Captain America and the Black Widow, specifically in the Winter Soldier film, was that in the real sphere, the real world. Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson have known each other for years. They are good friends in real life. And you could see all of those little chemistries and all of those little moments where they let their actual friendship bleed into the roles. And I thought that was a really beautiful thing. And of course, you know, Cap and the Widow do have history in the comics as well. And I was really hoping to see them get matched up. And to kind of, I guess, put them together as like partners within this film, it felt like it could have very easily been a setup for it. And then they just didn't really address it after the fact. And the lack of follow-up after, you know, they basically, they didn't basically, they saved the world together. Just Cap, Widow, and, and good old Sam. And uh, then that thread just did it just kind of like hung out in space and they didn't connect it back to anything. And then they gave us the 
kind of weird thing that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're more angry that they didn't get together, not that it was flirty bad or anything like that. You just wish that it wasn't, that it actually went somewhere. Yes, because I feel like that relationship and their chemistry made sense within their group. You know, we we get to Civil War because, I mean, we, we already discussed a little bit, but no spoilers, but Nat ends up choosing to help Steve. You know, they it's established later on that they do have that friendship and to not really see anything over the course of, you know, the films following winter soldier where they were together. It, it was just a little bit like you, you started this really great thing and you could have made it something amazing. I have a question. Shoot. Um, so I heard Jen mention that they kissed. I know I've seen winter soldier. It's just, it's been a hot minute, but that Steve and Natalie kiss in that movie, right? But it's kind of, was it awkward or something? Because my, I'll let you answer. Sorry, Psych. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. So the kiss was, it was in, used to like distract. Uh, so they're in the middle of the mall. They're mm-hmm. being hunted. And they're on an escalator going down. One of the agents looking for them is going up. And she just turns to him and says, kiss me. And they have this like bicker fight of like, I don't, why would i why would i do that and it's because people tend to like look away from uh, displays of public affection mm-hmm. and so they have this nice long really nice kiss actually um and then and then after they slip by the agent because of doing that uh she she you know mocks him later of like is that your first kiss in 40 years or 60 years or however long he's been on ice <laughs> so that's where that goes um okay well, my question, because while, while she goes talking, I'm just like, I feel like Black Widow is that character, that trope of the woman who's very hypersexualized, and, and all the men around her are always attracted to her. And so I kind of like that they didn't end up together, I guess, just because it's nice for her to have a male friend. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we see that a lot, especially in superhero stuff, like just platonic love. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know if that's how it came across, like they were just better friends. I kind of I thought that she was with the Hulk. Yes, and we're we're going to discuss oh. that in a second. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you are right. Uh, Black Widow is the femme fatale, right? So she exists partially for sexualization. That's part of her whole shtick um, as a character, and a lot of her storylines do end up. Well, she's got several lovers throughout the comics. She's um, she's with. Matt Murdock, Daredevil. She's with uh, Clint, Hawkeye. She also ends up with uh, Bucky whenever he comes back as, as the Winter Soldier. Like, you know, we've got 60 years of of major characters she's been partnered with. And that's like part of the entire storyline of why she's there. And it, it's it's problematic. But it, it, as there's a but. It's just, it's, that's comics, I guess. It's not the best reason. I mean... I'm obviously a fan of romance, so I'm not going to, like, fault her if she dates her way through the Avengers, but, like, <laughs> also, I just think it's cool to to have one friend, you know? Right, yeah. So I can see why people would want them to get together. Like, people just overall, they see people with chemistry in a show or something, and they're like, ship them, I ship them so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and I'm... Um... And it doesn't help that there are extended things uh, set in the future where Cap and Widow, they, they had a kid. 
kid goes on to be kind of like a monogulation of super soldier and super spy rolled into one and don't get me wrong that's like one of about a hundred different possible futures in the comic book line but it doesn't help that there's supporting evidence or foundation outside of the mcu to be like oh yeah they totally should just put them together and, and be done with it especially in relation to what we did with black widow which is setting up this whole thing between her and bruce banner and so i'm going to move right into this the second question here of what were you guys' thoughts or or whatever on that relationship and how it played into the mcu overall Ugh. okay no i'm <laughs> sorry but just no i did like the fact that it was a quiet relationship and that it wasn't you know it's like nat does flirt with everybody it's kind of like as we were saying it's a part of her core personality type and then she has this one person that she actually deeply cares about and wants to build a relationship out of it i get that but if they had seeded that the same way that they had seeded all these other relationships you she was you know like that with with cap she was like that with uh hawkeye and then in the movies hawkeye's got his family so that's why they didn't follow the comic book route that they you know instead of them getting together because i thought that they were gonna get together because uh because of that but then end game and everything anyways I did not like the banner because I felt like they didn't have enough on-screen time to establish a relationship that made sense. So I am not really a big fan of that one. If there had been more time to develop it, more time for us to see what they have in common in order to make this relationship work. I mean, trauma bonding is one thing. And that's a way to start something, but your shared experiences together can't be the thing that holds your relationship together. You have to have like, I love video games. Uh, my husband and I met playing card games. That is something that we bonded over together. It is something that has continued out through our entire relationship together. And so I don't know what the Hulk and the Black Widow doing their downtime that matches up together it's, it's not intercourse <laughs> <laughs> that's not what got them together <laughs> i i have a distinct memory i don't know what movie this was because like i said it's been a while since i've watched any Mar marvel movie besides um black panther but anyway didn't they fight a lot like i have a memory of them fighting outside and there was like a bunch of rubble like that doesn't narrow it down for you guys i know <laughs> <laughs> um okay so yes and and like in particular for bruce uh and and nat it's they're on the helicarrier in the first avengers and the lab gets exploded and it blows the two of them away from everyone else and it triggers his transformation into the hulk and so he ends up like chasing her through the underbelly of this helicarrier ripping out walls and and doing massive amounts of damage and that's their shared experience is him trying to kill her in a yeah in a in a rage basically so yeah yeah it they basically the avengers fight fight enemies and then they spend about half their time fighting each other it's not yeah. particularly healthy i remember that and then 
that was my other thing is I remember how I felt about them because I saw the story trying to be like, ooh, they're they're falling for each other. And I'm like, they have nothing. They're not going to work out. Like, she's better than him. No offense, Bruce Banner. But, like, she is out of his league, in my opinion. Not just, like, I'm not talking about physically. But, like, he literally has anger issues. Like, he's not relationship material, you know? I don't think you could have a healthy relationship with him right now. Until he can, like, behave as the Hulk and, like, can actually control it. You know, like, he, she literally was almost killed by him. I don't like it. Right. And, and absolutely. So, and then you look at it from the, you know, broad look of everything. So you did the first Avengers, right? And their shared experiences, him trying to kill her. We jump right into uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier movie. You've got this great chemistry going on. And then the next time we see Black Widow is Avengers 2 with the Age of Ultron. And suddenly she's all googly eyes over the Hulk. And we're all just like, where did that come from? What is this? Why is it here? And like, for me, I am always a fan of something new. And this was definitely something new. Uh, it just wasn't handled particularly well, I would say. And uh, now I'm going to turn the floor over to uh, Shenko, who probably just scream incoherently for the next two minutes. But yeah. Oh, no, that <clears throat> that takes a vocal range that I don't currently have. Uh, the voice is tired. <laughs> <laughs> No, you think you guys pretty much covered it. It came out of left field. There was no chemistry. There was no setup. They just threw us into the seeming middle of their relationship and said, oh, here it is. It's been a thing. You guys are okay with that, right? And I'm like, no, no, because there are people established in the universe that she has comic book ties to romantically that exist, that would be viable options, that would be things that people would love to see. Like, even if she didn't end up with captain america the widow and and winter soldier love arc i find incredibly fascinating and i think it would have been incredibly interesting to watch evolve because i think sebastian stands an incredible actor and i think they would have had some very interesting on-screen chemistry i don't know uh i feel like marvel looked at us as fans and said you guys won't won't think anything of this but we did i know i very much shipped her and Hawkeye. I forgot that he had a family, I guess, which I know he's like sad about all the time now that I think about it. So I shouldn't have forgotten that. But I just remember I loved the way he interacted with her. He's so like, he he really, really looked out for her and cared about her in a way that the others don't. So I just was like, oh, look at that. Like he sees her as a person, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really liked them together, even though they weren't actually together in the movies. Yeah, and I mean, his family was the only thing to come completely out of left field. Like, it's that that's not a thing within the comics. So within the opening 20, 30 minutes of this movie, you've, you've completely scrapped two of her comic book lover counterparts, and you've thrown in a lover who makes no sense, and then just told us to accept it. Like, here is your Caesar salad. Yeah, we know you ordered pizza, but here's your Caesar salad. Did James Gunn direct that one? No, that was uh, oh. Whedon. That was oh, okay, Whedon's I was like, because that would have made sense if it was. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if it's because Whedon has as has come to light some very troubling problems with women in particular, or if it was because of at the time uh, Johansson's pregnancy that forced this different direction, or if it was just the gestalt of the writers' room going. Well, we need something different. 
I, I honestly couldn't tell you why this was decided because it makes no sense. But I think we've exhausted that. So we're going to go quick into our mid-break here, and then we will wrap up with our other two questions. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Welcome to the mid-break where we discuss the business parts of this. Thank you again for staying with us for as long as you have. If you want to get involved and support us financially, we have a Patreon. The link for it will be in the description. We've got several tiers. Tier four gets you on the show at the end of the month to discuss a topic that gets, vo- that gets voted on during the month. And we'd be more than happy to have people on. Yes, we'll be looking forward to some more fan interactions and, and to getting a couple patrons on because we've been missing the patron chats. Um, if you are not able to support us financially, though, you can leave us a five-star rating on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you leave one on Apple Podcasts with a few words, we'll read it out in this part of the show. Other than that, I know that we all have a bunch of projects going on within the Robots Radio Network. So, uh, Psych, where else can they find you? Uh, you can find me on the Mass Effect Blue Shift Tabletop RPG podcast, where we play Citadel Security Agents. And we solve crimes on the Citadel. I play dashing human agent Jack Parizo. And the uh, episodes for that drop on the first Friday of the month. And for our guests, where can everyone find you guys? Uh, Yeah, so I have two shows uh, I'll talk about. uh, You can find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. V, you want to tell them about the girls? Yeah, and then you can find both Genesis and I, V, Vervada, <laughs> in our show, Two Girls, One Ship, where we nerd out about CGI significant others. We also have a Twitch stream for that, uh, where we live record our episodes Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're also on the Robots Radio Discord and our own Two Girls, One Ship Discord server. We spell out all of our stuff. It's T-W-O-G-I-R-L-S-O-N-E-S-H-I-P. And that's how you can find us on anything. Mm -hmm. And you have to follow direct link, which we will have in our show description to find them because they are rated E for explicit. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) and not e for everyone not e for everyone e for explicit yes um if you're not tired of hearing from me yet you can also find me as the host of the fight space which is one of the only female-led martial arts podcasts on the internet so if you're into combat sports and the world surrounding all of that if you're looking for a safe way to dive into the stories and the culture of the martial arts world definitely check out the fight space All right, and that should do it for our mid-break, so we're going to hop right back into this interview here. Okay, so our next question is 
kind of a very broad question, but what were to you some other highlights or other missteps of romance within the MCU? Hmm. So this one I had a little bit of a struggle with. Not so much that there were any like major missteps or even really any major highlight. I don't know if I have seen a really, truly well done romance between two characters and have it last. I liked the relationship that Quill and Gamora were building, but then that happened. I like there's a weird relationship going on between Drax and Mantis that I don't even want to touch. And so, no. But what they have done is built really, really good bonding friendships. So if we go for the platonic side of things, the deeply emotionally caring about you and loving you side of things, they get it right a lot. Uh, I can feel the love between Bucky and Sam. I can feel the love between, you know, Hawkeye and Natalie. Natasha, where's Natalie coming from? She has too many names. The love between... Oh, my bad. I don't uh, even know her name. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. She was Natalie Rushman. She's Natalia oh, okay. Romanova, and she's Natasha Romanoff. She has many names, all oh, using the same initials. Yeah. The one that... And honestly, I was not a big fan of of Iron Man and Peppa, Pepper Potts. I think because it's Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do more with the. I don't think that you should be in a a romantic relationship if you are that far damaged, and your only reason to stay safe and sane and making good decisions is because you'll disappoint your partner. That sounds sociopathic to me. Mm-hmm. If Isn't I she can't a be a secretary or something too, or assistant, yeah. So there's like was. a whole, you know, labor I mean, but issue. She, she she flips the script on that power dynamic, and then she ends up running Stark Industries, and she is her own woman. And I think that Pepper yeah, but, on her own is amazing. I mean, but that's nepotism. Yeah, <laughs> I can't fault that because you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, this is comic book media. Yeah, there's got to be some leniency. Yeah, that's fair. I do. I do like a woman CEO, though, because you know he he does point out she was running Stark Industries the entire time before and after he became Iron Man. Um, he was just mm-hmm. you know glad handing signatures and, and and whatever. Like he really wasn't doing the business. It was his assistant handling it. And so yeah. when he's dying, he's like, All right, here, I'm just gonna make it official. Now you can actually go do the stuff without having to get my signature to do it. So how much of it is, it is a nepotism, but it's not that, it's not that same kind of a nepotism of like, oh, you got promoted because for, you know, some nefarious She's definitely reason. qualified. <laughs> yes, yeah. she's definitely qualified. Yes. But I guess, I don't know. He He's like the most red flag behavior person. Like, I would never date Tony Stark. I don't I don't know why she did, because she seems like a very smart person outside of that decision. He's got a very high bangability factor, but that's all that it is. Like, I don't think that I could be in an actual romantic relationship with that man. 
No, he's the kind of guy you have a one night stand with, not the kind of guy you take home to the parents. So, uh, yes, uh, and Stark's always going to have his issues. There are no relationships to you guys that I, I mean, uh, Vervada mentioned um, uh, Jarvis's relationship with his wife, which was very wholesome. I, it's a shame it was in a show that wasn't going to last very long. Mm hmm. That was my big problem that I was going to bring up was that they canceled Agent Carter. I'm super pissed still about that. I loved that. It was so cute and campy. And like what Marvel Comics started out as, it had that same kind of feel where it was right. just silly. Oh, yeah. Just uh, just off the wall science. Like it had that uh, 50s science feel, uh, pulp science to it. And it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved that show whenever I finally caught up with it all when it now that it's on uh, Disney Plus, doing research inevitably for this show. <laughs> I finished it in like a couple of weeks because I just was like binging it. And it was just it was just good. We had a great cast, great chemistry. I did remember one because now I'm broadening to extended MCU instead of just main movie lines. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mm-hmm. The relationship between the two scientists whose names are like Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Thank you. Fitzsimmons was good. And I think that they, because it was the long term relationship, we got to see them starting out as friends. We got to see them building up that relationship. We got to see it switching into like, a, oh my God, I fell in love with you. And then a, oh, the the romance line didn't end there now we're going to continue on and we're going to see day-to-day activities we're going to see the arguments that make a relationship real and then we're going to see us going through and fighting through these things together have trauma have dra- tragedy but then also work through it and there we go it takes seven seasons or however many there are of shield but that's what you need to be able to establish a good, healthy, understandable, fleshed out relationship. That's why in video games, you play for 60, 70 hours and you feel like your romance has depth and meaning to it. In a two hour movie, you're not going to get that. No, you are 100% right. That's all about exposure, right? Um, Shanko, did you have anything you wanted to add on that? Oh, so I do have feelings about a romance because of where storylines ended up going. We got to talk about Agent 13 and Cap. Ah, yes. I I have feelings about it. Like, so in Civil War, right, Peggy kicks the can and then he's making out with her niece, like granddaughter, like granddaughter, like two hours later, like two hours later. Um. The supposed love of your life just died. And then you find out that her granddaughter was lying to you about who, you know, her family was pretty much. And, oh, yeah, by the way, that lady that you were so in love with, that's, um, yeah, she's family. That's not uncomfy at all or weird in any way, especially with where stories ended up going. But it is very comic accurate, actually, (laughs) which is, I guess, a problem. Yeah, it was a problem then, and it's still a problem. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't so like Steve as much now. I think, unfortunately, the MCU was suffering from. Uh, oh, hey, we should probably do something accurate to our source material, 
and that is accurate to the source material. So during the world during World War II, he has Peggy, and then he gets tossed into some suspended animation. Well, she ages on, and when he's brought back, she's older, and they introduce Sharon Carter. And at first, she's introduced as a sister, and then she's introduced as a niece, and then she's introduced like as a, a grand niece or something like. Peggy gets older and older. Sharon doesn't get older along with Kat. And so, yeah, it, it becomes a thing. It's, it's just one little retcon after another of, eh, we can just spread it out a little bit more. We'll spread it a little bit more. Oh, I thought the way you were describing that, I was like, is she like some sort of science experiment too? And is that why she's not aging? No, she's not aging because comic book characters overall aren't allowed to age unless they're mm. given very specific reasons to either age or not age. Like Nick Fury takes uh, an infinity formula to keep himself young. So he's got a reason to look as young as he does for having lived since 1920 or whatever. Everyone else is just not allowed to get old because if we let them get old, then they become parents and we can't have that. Uh, for me, I really liked WandaVision. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't seen it, if I would recommend it. So it's all oh, about... Oh, I've seen WandaVision. Oh, okay. I take it you didn't care for it. Oh, I loved it. WandaVision was amazing. And I loved the way that they started out and they went decade by decade through the TV shows and everything like that. It's like, honey, that's not a good romance. Psychologically holding your partner captive in a magical town because you're reading sorry spoilers you're reading the the big dark book to learn dark evil magic powers it's not good it's not good so why they're in the 50s and the tv i I watched one episode and i was like i have no idea what is happening she she creates a reality based around like old tv shows that she watched when she was a kid because it's very comforting for her. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then it keeps jumping forward in yeah. the decade. So you get like the 80s. And then it's really cute because they have like a full house early 90s version of an episode. And tying back to the fact that she's Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's sister. And yeah, it's really cute. And I loved yeah. the meta on that. But yeah, they, they do they do the 50s Dick Van Dyke sort of style. And then they move into the 60s uh, with the kind of sitcom setup and then it broadens out to uh the the Malcolm in the middle kind of storytelling they do a, an office-esque episode you know characters talking to the camera about their feelings and whatnot so it's all very meta within MCU itself and you're not you're not wrong it's more of a story of how to how not to handle your you know your trauma uh is what it really is but I did feel like the genuine feelings she had for Vision, we at least got to get through that in a way. I don't know. That was nice. May not have been in the best pretense, but it was nice. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. So I think we've exhausted that. So I'm going to go into our final question here. Overall, how would you rate the use of romance to enhance the plot or characters within the MCU? I know you guys like your ratings. As it stands right now, as an overall MCU and extended universe and core lines, a four comic books do it better. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Jen. I just don't like 
there might be a plethora of relationships to talk about, but they're none, none of them are good or like happily ever after, or even just like, oh, well, yeah, they're still together and seem to be doing fine. Like either someone dies or they break up or apparently are being held in a mental prison, like mental, mentally constructed prison. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just what, who has a healthy relationship in the MCO? Not the heroes. I will grant you that. Yeah. Being a hero in the MCU sounds like a death sentence to any kind of personal relationship you could ever have. Well, wait, hold on. I didn't see like the most recent one. How is Spidey and MJ doing? Are they okay? Or did that not work out either? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, wait, did he die? No, he didn't no. die. Did she die? No, neither okay. of them no, are dead. everyone's alive. Um. So in the end, he <laughs> uses magic to make everyone forget that he was Spider-Man. And in doing so, that completely like w- wiped away his relationship with MJ because it became they became a thing after he revealed to her that he was Spider-Man. Mm, so, I'm going yeah. to put a pin in the magic bit and just ask, but does he remember everything? Yes. That's yes. tragic bullshit. Okay, well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that was based off one of the absolute worst Spider-Man storylines of One More Day, where he and MJ make a deal with the devil to save Aunt May at the expense of their marriage. <laughs> I love the look on your face. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. For me, because of my age, when I think of Aunt May, I think of the Tobey Maguire Aunt May. Oh, yeah. So yeah. not like hot May. So I'm just like, or wait, was she in the... Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. She was uh that was uh, uh Sally Field. I don't even can't even remember who the Aunt May is in the new one. Uh, but yeah, anyway, just sacrifice her for your marriage. She lived her life. I, I mean, know. that's what a lot of fans said. It's like, okay, uh, we're sorry she took a bullet for you, but she's also yeah. 80, bro. Like and she let can her go, go join Uncle Ben. Like, exactly. Yeah. End on a positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh I would I would also like second. It's a, a four out of ten romance wise for the MCU. Uh, it, they have long strides to go to make this a lot better than they have been. Um, yeah, romance has been the afterthought, not the mainstream for Marvel. It's been one of those things where it's convenient, or it's fun, or it's a side tangent, or it's expected, not what was planned or what was built in you know to last because i think we see it we see it we have any amounts of chemistry or any relationships that appear that then just disappear because nat and bruce did not act like two people that dated when they were no longer dating and then had to be around each other like there wasn't an even like a hey why didn't you call me <laughs> uh, well okay like he spent two years as the hulk on an alien planet I, I did like Infinity War. They came back and he's like, hi, Nat. And that was like it. <laughs> it was awful. I will say, I, I'm hoping we can get like a little bit of a turnaround because uh, we've got Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumanian, uh, Quantumania coming up here in a couple of weeks. And the relationship between Scott and Hope has been one built within the movies. And I think it's been done pretty well. It's one so, of the better ones. So here's hoping, and you know, between he, he's going to have a relationship maybe with Hope, and he, he's also got to be starting to establish 
a different kind of parental relationship with his now teenaged daughter Cassie. So I, I get to I'm hoping for a much broader buildup of relationships within this next movie. Wait, so I've got one last question now. Uh which MCU character would be your dream date? This is this is this is the two girls. Who who's your dream boat? Who who's your date? Mm. I know immediately, but if you want to go, Jen, oh no, go, go for it. Loki, go for it. Have you seen him? Oh my god, it is Tom Hiddleston. I cannot yes. blame you. I literally have a T-shirt that says "If villain, then why hot?" And he's like one of the reasons why I got that shirt. I love I always, that so much. Yeah, I always <laughs> like the villain. But the thing is, the specific thing about him and like the villains that I always fall for—they're not totally evil, you know. You think there's hope for them. Misguided, yeah, like like innately very misguided, but like there's goodness in there and hotness. So (laughs) it's really easy for me to just be like, what? I can save him. (laughs) I think I'm going to go completely opposite and go Mr. Good Guy. And that's so weird for me to say. I know. Sam Wilson. I love me some Falcon. And he's mentally stable. He goes to therapy. He helps out other veterans, like, and then can also like fly, but not really. He's still human. And if we were to have children, they would be human. (laughs) And that's kind of important to me. I don't, so. That's fair. I could give birth to a horse, uh, a half Slepnir. dead yeah. woman. <laughs> I don't even know. Please don't give birth to a horse. I, well, actually, he could give birth to them. I wouldn't even have to. That's true. That is very true. Psych's broken. <laughs> psych is broken. Yay! I continue my streak of breaking Psych every time that we speak. So... <laughs> Good job. You got tag team today. <laughs> Jen and V came in to break wow. you in new ways that you never even knew were possible. Crazy. Crazy. Are we still doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm clearly not up on the time. It's okay. <laughs> uh, that show was awful, but it's hilarious. All right. So, hey, we turn our question on our guests. We got to answer it ourselves. So, Shanko, who's your date? I don't All know right. why I'm asking, but I feel like I already know. No, yeah, probably. Uh, uh, bad truck, the Libra. <laughs> no, uh, that's a terrible <laughs> option. I I love the actor and the fighter. I cannot say the same for the morals or the actions of his character. I'm gonna go with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky, because he's finally in a place for a relationship at that point. I think because he's like actually getting some sleep and relaxing and enjoying life and fixing up a boat with his new friends. And, you know, someone set him up for success and told him to bring the cake to that party because you tell the white boy to bring anything but something store-bought, it's not going to end well. So, yeah. Uh, so does that mean that. we're double dating? I love that, that for us, Shanko. Yes. A hundred percent. I would go on a double date with you and Falcon. I feel like that would be a really good time. I feel like there would be laughs. I also think we should invite Shang-Chi and Katie and Wong to karaoke for that. Done, done, and done. It's like, who's your date? Mainly because she doesn't get enough, I think. Uh, I totally would go on a date with uh, Carol Danvers. At least one. I might end up missing an eyebrow at the end of it, but it'd be fun. Just one? I'd 
honestly, a second date would be all up to her. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the eyebrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually making a Mythbusters reference, but yeah, yeah, we'll go with the uh, we'll uh, Captain Marvel. Psych is not I afraid like of a strong woman. I'm not. I would okay. see. I thought you guys just started talking about relationships, and I was like, I thought this was just a date. I <laughs> am not prepared to enter into a relationship with Loki, but a date, sure. If I had to relationship someone, I would wife up Peggy Carter so fast. I would just travel back in time. Like, forget Steve. He's dead to you. I'm here now. So, so just to be sure, you haven't you haven't seen Endgame or any of the other. No. Okay. No. So would my answer change if I had seen that one? Well, that's kind of what he does. He <laughs> get at the end of Endgame. He goes back in time and he lives the life that he missed oh. out. Oh, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I still don't care. Yeah. I'd be there already. He would travel back in time. Be like, Shh, listen, that is a, that's a thruple I could get behind. Peggy and Steve. I, yeah, I would thruple yeah. them. For I would sure. thruple them too. I really. That's actually the movie I've watched the most out of any Marvel movie is the first um, Captain America movie because I just mm. I love it so much. I love his origin story. He's just so. First of all, he's super hot too, and also he's just so gentle and sweet. Ugh, I love him. He cannot box though. He gets better. He gets settled. <laughs> Don't tell me to settle down about his boxing. I'll fight you. <laughs> she can actually fight you too. I, know. I love She'll Captain America. <laughs> I love Captain America. I cannot stand his fighting. I'll I'll uh, couple up Captain America so I can I can teach him how to throw some straight punches on the bag and not whatever the heck he was doing at the beginning of the Avengers. It's hard to punch with all those muscles. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the punches on the first watch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on those very positive notes, then I think this is where we call it our night. And we thank you all for, uh, you know, thank you guys for joining us this evening and you know answering our our questions and whatnot. You guys, any final thoughts you would like to, to do here? Give love, show love, promote the love. I would love to have more established romances that carry on beyond one movie at a time mm-hmm. and that actually have a positive outlook. Uh, yeah, I love love. I do too. Yeah, I need, I love me an established relationship. I want to see, I don't even need a battle couple like what they always try to do. I just want someone to like, you know, after the fight, they get out their phone and call their spouse and check in on them or something, you know, something like a normal person's thing right after all the crazy superhero stuff. That'd be cool. I would recommend watching Hawkeye because he does that. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot to watch. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all and we'll catch you next week. As we all know, when it comes to making a movie, there are a lot of people working behind the scenes to make that movie magic happen. And it is no different when making a podcast. Welcome to the credit section of the MCU Lorecast. Captain Shanko and I would like to personally thank the following for their incredibly hard work and faith in us to get this podcast rolling. Tom, the head of the Robots Radio Network, for hosting and mentoring. In Seven Legend of the Mass Effect Lorecast for inspiration, Genesis and Vervada of the Two Girls One Ship podcast for introducing us, Let's Not, a fellow tabletop gamer and friend 
for the amazing artwork, Pipe Men, a veteran and friend, for the outstanding music, our significant others for believing in and supporting us through this, and you, our fans, without whom this would be a vanity project. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. And, to quote Stan the Man, enough said. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. <laughs>